0: And I can see the
1: ground now. I'm way too gone. Wait to gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. And I mean that this week, potentially less than others. Because my lord, dude, I am shamozzled. Barely got a voice. Been in the washing machine for three days over the long weekend. I mean, what a time it was to be alive might be a more appropriate way to start this week's episode. If I was recording on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, yeah, dude, I would have been a lot more chipper. But I'm recording here on Wednesday morning, sheepishly, still just a bit rattled on the Wednesday, okay? So we've got lasting effects of some of my behavior over the weekend. I've been in the washing machine. I've just got out. And I've got more head noise than I know what to do with. So, someone hook me up to the Alpha Blokes podcast. I need a bloody laugh, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, what's doing this week, eh? Hey? Not a crazy agenda for the solo half of the pod, guys, i got to say. few cracking yarns from the weekend that I discussed with Rowan in the second half, but on my end, not a lot to report, Tried to write a few thoughts down before and my pen didn't work. And then I was kind of blowing up about that. But then I remembered I stole that pen. So you can't really be getting off your tree about stolen goods. You know, you can't can't complain about the quality of goods you've stolen. Blowing up about this pen that I didn't even buy. So that's kind of the vibe here on the Wednesday morn. It's a little desperate, but at the same time with a tinge of optimism. You never know what's going to crawl out of your brain after a big long weekend. Famously, the only time I've ever had to re-record an episode uh, was after a long weekend a couple of years ago. Yeah, probably a y- yeah, two years ago I think. I don't know what episode it was, but I remember it's probably maybe the last time I did like uh, caps in uh, in any quantity that would be, you know, sizable and. Dude, my brain just didn't work on the Tuesday or the Wednesday when I was recording. Like, I would just say a sentence and then nothing else would come. It was like there was no dots being joined in my brain. And I'm nowhere near that sort of that sort of state right now. I feel like maybe I'm being a little bit traumatic, okay? Tinge of optimism. Let's see how we go. So, obviously, it was a big weekend. My beloved Brisbane Lions. I was on the bandwagon for three business days. I'm officially off it. Although I will say, I don't know if this is sacrilegious in the AFL world, but Brisbane are my second team now behind the Swans. Up the bloods, hey? But Brisbane are my second team. I'm not sure if Sydney and Brisbane are rivals, but I do, I, I really enjoyed the AFL grand final on the weekend. When it was 57 all, I was like, this is the craziest game of AFL I've ever seen. And then Rowan pointed out, it's the only one I've ever seen. And I said, Nothing wrong with starting at the top, okay? I don't know if that's like one of the greatest grand finals of all time in AFL history, but it's got to be one of the better ones. It was like pretty much tied up for 77 minutes or something. It went right to the end. Collingwood won, which I was shouted about. And I did receive some obnoxious DMs after the game. Whatever, if you want to kick a man when he's down, when the club he's just supported for three business days lost in the grand final... That's when you want to have a dig at him says more about you brother okay so don't worry about that but I was kind of I didn't know what to feel Saturday Sunday because Saturday you got Collingwood versus Brisbane two places I don't care for playing a sport I don't care for and then Sunday you had West in Sydney versus Brisbane in a sport I sometimes care for uh, with two with two places I definitely don't care for so, I didn't know how to feel. I was feeling a range of emotions throughout both games, and I enjoyed both of them thoroughly. As a man with nothing in the race, no chips on the table, That that was two of the best grand finals I've ever seen in my life. Okay? And I've watched two AFL grand finals and shitloads of NRL ones. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but I think sport was the real winner on the weekend. I had a couple of blokes come up to me saying, did you see Collingwood's win? I said, that's weird. I thought footy won i thought sportsmanship won you know so if your team won on the weekend and you're running around town gloating putting others down maybe have a little think to yourself brother think did collingwood win did penrith win or did our communities win it's something to think about dude it's something to think about and this is the sort of weird shit i thought might be coming out of my mouth here so i don't even know what that was dude but I'm telling you, I'm a little bit off kilter and I'm not here to complain because it was one of the sickest weekends ever. The weather was unbelievable. I'll run you through what I got up to. I actually did a shitload of comedy, if you can believe it. The way I'm carrying on, like I went to fucking Creamfields or some shit, but I actually did four gigs over the weekend, two Friday, two Saturday. They were kind of bumming me out, to be honest. First show Friday, I rock up. And you know, guys, I like to party on the weekends, but I like to do comedy as well. And our missions before treats. I've always said that. I'm not rolling around, coming into gigs unprepared, seven beers, two joints, all this sort of stuff. Okay? I was well prepared, had my beautiful little notes, you know, ready to go. Two beers under the belt. One because I wanted one. The other one just for a bit of confidence. Who gives a fuck? It's all good stuff. I roll in ready to go, prepared, professional, ready to host four face melting comedy gigs the first gig the guy goes bill there's five people in there i said sweet cancel it i couldn't have said cancel it quick enough whatever the smallest amount of time between him saying there's five people and me responding that it was like it was like we spoke at the same time like i was so keen to cancel it i broke the laws of time i like went back in time with how quickly i answered him he was like, there's five people, cancel it. There's five, cancel it, okay? Like I was so, I couldn't believe we did this gig to five people. Uh, Vince Sorenti was headlining the weekend as well. This was the weirdest thing. So Vince Sorrenti, like no one's ever gigged with him. He doesn't do public gigs anymore. He was like massive, massive, massive in the 80s. And then in the 90s and the 2000s, I think he just does like corporate conferences and stuff and makes like crazy money. And so he's got some big show at the State Theatre in a couple of weeks. So he was headlining the weekend at this club to, like, get some bloody, you know, work on the material or whatever. And i tell you what, mate, comedy, you want to talk about a, a, an art form or a pursuit that just never really lets you smell the roses. I mean, this guy, he was huge in the 80s. He was touring with, like, Robin Williams, had his own TV show in America and stuff. Five people Friday night. Like, it's just relentless out there, dude. So, it was the weirdest gig. It actually ended up being really fun. I think because there was a couple and then there was like two like really attractive 22-year-olds. And then there was two other people by themselves. So, I guess we're actually pushing six. So, I don't want to brag and say that we actually had six, but that was the case. And they were really friendly. They got into how fucking ridiculous it was that there was only six people. Whereas, usually it's like just grim as fuck as you can imagine. And I got into it as well because I'm going up there with the least amount of expectation anyone's ever had on God's green earth. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. And, and believe it or not, guys, performing to six people is something I've done before, okay? You don't just get spat out of your mum straight onto the state theatre. You've got to spend some time in the trenches. So, as far as blokes to MC to a, si- a single-figure crowd, you couldn't really do much better than Billy Darcy, I mean, 7 to 19 people really is my swing zone. So, we end up having a pretty bloody good time. And then the the couple and the two girls in the halftime break of the show, uh, before Vince Sorrenti comes on in the second half, they like became mates and they started doing shots at the bar upstairs. And they came down like so fucked up, which I loved. I mean, I loved that they were having any fun whatsoever. When gigs are small and stuff, the only reason I'm embarrassed is because... The crowd is like not going to have any fun. If the crowd's not having fun, it's like, what are we doing here? You know, if you're doing a comedy show and people aren't laughing or having fun, you're not really, you're not really doing anything, mate. So they came down hammered. The two girls were like talking through one of my bits, but I just asked them politely to stop. And obviously they did. Um, And it was lovely. Bring up Vince Sorrenti. Now, Vince Sorrenti hasn't been in the clubs for 20 years and now he's got five like rampantly drunk people like just talking through him they basically bullied him for the better part of 25 minutes it was bizarre okay i just don't even know what was happening down there dude and then so i don't know what vince sorrenti was thinking his first public gig in freaking 20 years he's thinking mate get me back to the telstra conference where everyone's listening and i'm earning 100k like this is crazy dude uh, but yeah, it was it was a wild weekend. We had like 20 people in this uh, second show Friday, 20 people in the third show Saturday, maybe 15. Like I think everyone was just away and there was AFL and stuff on. People were not in the mood for stand-up comedy over the weekend. I'll tell you that. One uh, one of, one of the, the attractive women from the first show Friday said, uh, we should go on a date this week. She actually said that to me, if you can believe it. So... I mean, I'm subscribed to those updates. We'll see what happens there. But just a really bizarre weekend of shows. Like, first show to five people ended up being great. One of the hot chicks in the crowd asked me out. I'm like, mate, this isn't too bad at all, is it? Second show to 25 people, they're just absolute cunts. I didn't care for them at all. Then first show Saturday was phenomenal. Again, like 20 people, kind of grim. The comedy scene's kind of bumming me out at the moment, dude. Like, COVID just absolutely destroyed the club stand-up comedy scene in Sydney at the very least. And I don't even want to be this vulnerable on the pod and talk openly about the scene, okay? Like, I love my mum, I love my dad, I love my brother, I love my sister, and then I love the scene, okay? My allegiance is to the scene. It's like Star Wars when Anakin's, like, challenging Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan's allegiance is to the Republic. That's me. Okay, I serve the Republic first and foremost. And, you know, you try to be optimistic post-COVID that things are going to go back to the way they were. But I don't know. I don't know. It's clearly, I don't want to say like irreversible damage or whatever to the very fabric of our comedy community. But fuck me, dude. The rooms are not that fun and the crowds are not that full. Okay. And I'm out there trying to work on next year's show. And it is just... It's not brutal, like, I don't really give a fuck about tough shows, it's just not that productive, you know, like, if the, the crowd's, like, fuller and they like comedy, it's easier to work on new ideas, whereas if you're just sort of bombing to silence, it's very hard to sort of work things out, as it were, but that brings us to the Saturday second show, And I was, you know, potentially my mood had been affected by my beautiful Brisbane Lions. Saturday second show, maybe like 35 people or whatever. I'm up there hosting and I'm doing like my first bit. And starting the show is quite a delicate process. You know, you got to warm the crowd up. Often your first and second joke don't really get many laughs. And you just sort of got to keep chipping away at them. Warming the crowd up, as it were. Okay. That's why hosting is kind of the toughest role. It's like opening the batting. You know, you've got to go and wear off a bit of the shine off this new ball. So, I do my first joke. It goes like pretty good, whatever. Doing my second joke. Some bloke just talking to his missus so loudly. And keep in mind, there's only 30 people in the crowd. So, it's not like it's so distracting. Everyone can hear him. And I can see everyone's face in the crowd is looking at this guy. And it's one of those things where you can kind of push through and do the punchline, but no one's really going to laugh as much because half of them aren't even looking at you. So I just go uh, I just stop I go, "What's the goss, great man? You're right over there?" Like not aggressive at all, okay? Not aggressive at all. Just want to check in with him. Maybe sometimes they don't know where the bathroom is or some shit, and you can just be like, "Yeah, just go to the bathroom and also don't come back." Okay? Then you just don't say the second bit. But you know, you sort of just want to be like, "All right, guys, you know, don't talk through me. You're one of the 27 crowd members." And so I go, all good, mate? What's the goss over there? And he goes, I'm fine, mate. Just wondering when you're going to start telling some fucking jokes. Like, straight off the rip, dude. You know, we've clearly had eight beers with dinner. And he's impressing his much younger girlfriend. The bloke's about 55. And guess what, dude? My blood is boiling, okay? Because you might have had eight beers, but guess what? I've also had four. This is the second show, and I will not be tolerating any of this shit, okay? And I've had, like... Three or four people in my life during gigs be like, when does the fucking comedy start? Or when are you going to tell some jokes? And it pisses me off because it's actually such a good sledge. Like if you've told a few jokes and people act like they don't know when the jokes are going to start. I mean, it's quite a debilitating sledge to come back from as far as things go. Not a lot to work with because he's implying that despite my best efforts, comedy is actually yet to begin in this room. Despite the fact I've been up there for a gentleman's two and a half minutes. So now, I'm into it with him. But you can't really tee off too much when you're hosting because you've got to try and make a good environment for comedy. And you can't, you know, calling someone a worthless cunt isn't exactly the way to foster a warm, loving environment for people to have a bloody laugh. So now I'm doing this thing where I'm like, all right, you old piece of shit, like... And then I'm like, oh, mate, you've got my number. You know, I'm trying to have a go at him while still seeming likable, which is a fucking nightmare. I, w- I want to walk over and smash this man's head in with the microphone. I cannot handle getting heckled by blokes over the age of 50. Okay? I just will not accept it in any way, shape, or form. So then I'm like, oh, dealing with that. I'm just like, and the first three shows of the weekend have not been the funnest, and I'm kind of. Running out of fucking patience for these cunts, you know? And then I start changing then I do a bit of material, everything's chilling, and then I think, all right, let me chat to someone else in the crowd and I'll really get around him so people know I'm not like a piece of shit. So then I start chatting to this like, you know, Italian Australian man, huge gold chain, purple button up, you know, petroleum in the in the in the lid. Just an absolute character. And it turns out he's one of the Ibrahims, he's related to Johnny Ibrahim re king of the cross okay i don't know if, if you have stan but if you have that fantastic streaming platform you'll know that you'll know that johnny ibrahim nor any of his family members ain't anything to fuck with okay which actually suits me to a t because now i'm getting around this johnny ibrahim guy and i'm saying johnny uh, or whatever the guy's name was mr ibrahim i said mate well, what about you and me beating the shit out of this other guy after the show and all of a sudden, this 50-year-old guy at the back is a lot less chirpy than he was. I've aligned myself with a local crime lord, okay? So, it was an absolute fucking circus of a show, the second one. Fourth of the weekend, ups and downs, ins and outs. And it was just a bizarre bloody weekend, dude. Like, all the shows were weird. um, And they weren't weird, but they were just... Some of them were good, but they were good to, like... 15 people which is like weird in and of itself and then the one where there was like 40 people they were absolute cunts so i don't know i don't know i did have a beer with vince sorrenti in between the two shows and that guy is a bloody legend so lovely like he was he wasn't complaining about the shows by the way i was way more bitter than him and he's been doing comedy for like 40 years he was just happy to be back in the clubs. It was all refreshing to him. He's like, mate, I haven't played to 15 people in about 37 years. I'm like, yeah, well, it's been 35 minutes for me, Vince. So some of us aren't exactly as chipper as you, but I appreciate the sentiment. And he was telling me some great stories. He did a whole tour of Australia with Robin Williams opening for him. Geeked with Sam Kinison in LA. Had his own show on MTV in America, like... Wild, wild shit, dude. Open for Phyllis Diller on a tour. Great stories, man. Great stories. So it was a really a highlight of the weekend was having a beer with him and just asking him about crazy comedy stories from the 80s. So so yeah, a bit of a weird weekend for me. And then obviously, absolutely, uh, you know, big nights after the gigs, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I came home to a wild hang at our pad that Ryan was hosting The boys were into all sorts of narcotics and I sort of got caught up in that. Saturday night, yeah, massive night. And then Sunday, just absolutely wrote myself off uh, watching the NRL grand final. So, a little bit schmuzzled. I've been in the washing machine, uh, but it was missions before treats. And the missions were missions and the treats were treats. And that's really all I have to say about that. But anyway, what else we got here to talk about? So... Couple of things to finish. I won't keep you for too much longer this week uh, because the episode with Rowan is actually pretty bloody good, and we get into some of the more hilarious yarns there. And I just feel like my brain is just pressing up against my skull today, dude. You know when? I'm sorry. What's the vibe on this? Am I being too dramatic on how like just scat I am from the weekend? I don't know. It's tough when you don't have a co-host because I feel like sometimes if I'm coming across a bit needy or desperate, uh, I don't have the luxury of finding out until about two weeks later uh, via my inbox. So hard to vibe these things out sometimes, but nevertheless, a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Firstly, this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, I want to say. Kelchy, I could easily hear it's pronounced Kelchy, but I think it's Kelsey. And apparently, last week on my AFL wrap, by the way, thank you to everyone who sent in uh, things for me to talk about with my AFL grand final preview. Apparently, I mispronounced literally every single name. So, <laughs> I have no idea how, like, Dikos and Togoi and stuff. I'm just reading it what it looks like to me. So, yeah, sorry about that. But also, I don't know, that that's kind of the fun of it. And I appreciate everyone sending in all that stuff because that was actually really fun. I might do some more segments where you guys just sort of write the segment for me because it's fun for me. And then also it's like, you just sort of subcontract out 10 minutes of the podcast. Do you know what I mean? I've got the tools down and I've got the writing room fucking going nuts. So could be something to look into uh, going forward. And there's a lot of shit I don't know about as well. So... It's kind of like, it's fun to just, to let fly. Like some of the stuff about the Collingwood players, like the Dacos guy sharing a girlfriend. I'm pretty sure that's not true. But also at the same time, I wasn't sure it wasn't true. So that's fun to just sort of engage in what I'm pretty sure is just full-blown defamation of those two great lads under the guise that I don't know any better, even though I kind of do. So... A lot of fun, and thanks to everyone who sent that stuff in. But anyway, this Taylor Swift, Travis, Kelsey thing. I will say with Taylor Swift, and just celebrities in general, I'm always just shocked at how quickly they're able to move on. And I think a lot of the time they do it for you know, publicity and stuff. Like Taylor Swift is in the news all over the place dating this NFL fella. And you know, like when Miley Cyrus was dating Cody simpson i want to say that was crazy she was like married to liam hemsworth and then like three weeks later there was that photo of miley cyrus like grabbing cody cody simpson's dick excuse me and dude if i was liam hemsworth that would have sent me off a cliff i don't know how these celebrity fellas deal with these celebrity gals without just completely capitulating i think they go out as well and like you know make out with cardi b in front of tmz or something you know but these breakups are wild, dude. I would I would absolutely, I would be chewed up and spat out by Taylor Swift. Because she was in like a five-year relationship and now she's like immediately dating this NFL guy. That would do me, dude. I'd be in a cave somewhere off the Central Coast just going, fuck this. So, celebrities just move like lightning, dude. But I will say like, is Taylor Swift, I don't know, like... She just seems a little bit crazy to me because she's going to every game and she's up there. She's like the overzealous new girlfriend when I used to play cricket. You know, I feel like with, I don't know if this is like toxic or what, guest dating segment coming up, but I feel like whenever it was at cricket and one of the lads got a new girlfriend and she started coming to every game, watching like every ball of every game, being like, I love it. I can't get enough of it. I just feel like it was always a bit of a red flag that this chick is probably off her rocker a little bit. You know? You'd see girls like, we'd be out at Parramatta like 38 degrees and they're out there going, oh, I'm I'm so happy to be here. It's like, you know you don't have to be here. I feel like, do you not have anything else on? That's kind of the thing. It's like, do you really want a girlfriend who's there for every game. like I feel like you want the girlfriend who's like, I got like three things on today. I might see you later on in the night. That's kind of what I'm looking for a little bit more. And I just feel like Taylor Swift, I mean, obviously she's just racking up the publicity and good on it. And I am a bit of a Swifty myself to a certain extent. i would describe myself as a Taylor Swift fan, but I would stop short of saying I'm a Swifty, okay? I don't know what the... I don't know what the distinction would be. Like I would pay $250 to see Taylor Swift. I would not pay like 1200. So I think that's probably the distinction there, but yeah, Taylor Swift at every game and she's been dating the guy for 2 weeks. I would be like you know what I mean? It's something to think about at the very least just cuz traditionally whenever you know high highs low lows like the girls that are there for every game, it's like they're just very a little bit overbearing, I guess. That was just my experience when I used to play cricket with the lads. And I feel like the girls who never came to a game, you'd be like, oh, mate, how's how's Taylor? How's she going or whatever? I haven't seen her in a while. And he's like, yeah, we just bought a house. We have a dog. Like, We've been in love for six months or six years or whatever. It's kind of like the people that never post on Instagram. That's how I feel about the girlfriend that only turns up to semifinals. Do you know what I mean? It's 32 degrees in the middle of summer. If your girlfriend is at Blacktown watching you play second grade, maybe she has no mates. Something to think about at the very least. And it goes both ways. Like whenever a bloke would stop playing cricket for two years and then he'd randomly turn up out of nowhere halfway through a season, 99% of the time misses left. Every single time. Same with comedy. You know, I remember literally just a few, uh, few months ago, this comedian, who was a big act, hadn't gigged in like four years, came back out of nowhere to a gig where it's like, not even that nice of a gig. Like even I'm there being like, oh, this gig sucks. And I go, what's happened with you, mate? And in my head, I'm like, there's no way this guy isn't divorced. Why would you come out of retirement to play to seven people? And he's like, yeah, you know, getting back into things. I've actually just been through a pretty crazy divorce and I've got nothing to do now that I'm at home alone. And I go, yep, (laughs) yep, there it is, dude. Same thing when a bloke would just all of a sudden after three and a half years of not playing cricket, just get ravenous to play fourth grade again. And you're like, did you just like, did you watch some test cricket highlights on YouTube and it just lit a fire in you? Or did the love of your life leave you in traumatizing fashion? Because I'm leaning towards the ladder. <laughs> okay. But anyway, guys, speaking of sport, uh just like to finish up on the project for this week. I know the episode was a little shorter than we traditionally see in the solo portion, but at the same time, you can't you can't deny that this is in fact an episode of this podcast. So the project for this week, the project. Is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad? Couple of things this week. Uh, firstly, the Gold Coast Titans NRLW team. This was sent in. People have just started sending me a lot of project uh, things and feel free to keep going because I love it. Uh, like, th- this is a perfect example. I've never watched a game of NRLW in my life. And apparently, this is pretty cool. So, the Gold Coast Titans NRLW team. They played the grand final over the weekend. They lost, okay, but that's okay because it was the first grand final in the club's history and the women have done it. So good on them. You know, women athletes succeeding out of the Gold Coast, that's crazy. I'm pretty sure women can't vote there. So to see them climb above uh, the cultural and socioeconomic factors that that, uh, impact women in that hellhole of a place, and get all the way to the granny is a huge accomplishment. And I think it's honestly great for the morale of that club because the Gold Coast Titans men, it's very much cosy-cosy. Very so-so. I think they've run between 8th and 12th, like eight years in a row. They've never really had an impact on the competition. I mean, when did the Titans come into the comp? I feel like I was like 12 or 13 or something. And they've just never... I would argue the Red Cliff Dolphins in the first, like, six weeks of this season had more impact than the Gold Coast Titans ever had. And you'll see, like, the Gold Coast Titans play, like, the Bulldogs at home. And there's, like, 10,000 people there at that wretched blue and yellow stadium they have. And it's just all a bit... I've got nothing against the Gold Coast Titans, but it's all just a bit... cossy cosy. It's all just a bit whatever, you know, nothing's really happening. They're not, you know, they're not bringing the comp into disrepute or whatever. They're not the worst team by any means, but they've never really kicked as a franchise. And do you know what a lot of people on the Northern beaches of Sydney don't want to admit is that a big part of it is because Daily Cherry Evans signed for the Gold Coast Times years ago on a multi-million dollar deal and then backflipped at the last second and absolutely fucked that club. And they've never really had the marquee half they've needed. You know, they got Kieran Forens now, but he's older than my dad. So, good to see the NRLW uh, side for the Gold Coast getting something done. I think it's good for the morale of the club. And, you know, like uh, I think West Coast in the AFL, I'm just making this up, but I think they're maybe the worst team ever at the moment. You don't want bad, consistently bad teams in the comp. It just sort of ruins things. You know when like you go, oh, I might watch a bit of the bloody footy this Arvo, see what's going on. Oh, sweet. Um, What have we got here? Uh, So-and-so playing the West Tigers, who are on like eight losses in a row. And it's like the West Tigers away to the Parramatta Eels or away to, I don't know, what are the top four teams this season? The Storm. You know, you see West Tigers away to the Storm and you're like, this isn't really sport. This is one elite team having a training session against uh, sort of local tradesmen, And Appy Coruscant is in the team for some reason. So it's good to see the, the women bringing some hope to that franchise and I wish them the best. Uh, what about this? Oh, yeah. So, okay, this one, people have been sending me this guy for ages. And look, it's not my flavor, this sport, but at the same time, we don't recognize sports I like on the project. We recognize Australian talent killing it here and abroad. And this guy is certainly doing that. NBA star Josh Giddy. Now, I've heard about this guy. Apparently, he's killing it. I had no idea how good he was. He's only 20 years old. Uh, he's absolutely destroying the NBA. He's like the second or third youngest guy to ever get a triple-double, which I honestly have no idea what that is. But it's triple of something and double of another, which is pretty bloody good. Okay? And this guy, dude, he plays for the Oklahoma Thunder, I think. He's 20 years old. He's like an absolute gun. He's also like the hottest bloke I've ever seen in my life. Uh, this was sent in to me, and I agree with this observation. He's like a six foot eight Timothy Chalamet. It's like Timothy Chalamet. They took out, God went, all right, we're going to take out the theater talent and we're going to. Jack you up to six foot eight and have you be like an athletic superstar, but you're still going to keep your good looks. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Uh, apart from how hot he is and how good he is at basketball, I couldn't really find much on him, to be honest. I saw in an article, apparently he dresses extremely well. So I don't know much about that, but you know, congratulations on that as well. And the good thing about this guy, he's a product of the NBL, which I love. You know, who says we can't create basketball stars in this country, homegrown Australian basketball stars? I'm not talking about the ones where, you know, an American basketballer uh, came over to Australia and impregnated a local woman, and then she gives birth to this half-American, half-Australian, sort of Jesus Christ uh, basketball prodigy figure, like this Ben Simmons type. I'm talking about just some kid from Victoria who just happens to have a God-given talent for basketball and is also the hottest cunt I've ever seen in my life. And that's what Josh Giddy is. So fantastic work, Josh. We wish you the best, mate. And I don't know if a lot of people are aware of Josh Giddy outside of basketball fans, but I'm telling you, dude, when this guy starts dating Kendall Jenner or like a mainstream US celebrity, Australian women in this country are going to be off their tree because... When I had a proper look at this guy, I was overwhelmed. And I am a straight man, allegedly, okay? So I'm telling you, dude, when this guy, when Australian women clue in to Josh Giddy, it's going to be absolute pandemonium out there. So I wish him the best. I wish you the best. Thanks for listening. A little bit of a weird one this week, but do you know what I mean? I must have, I don't know. I don't know, dude. But what we do on this week, on this podcast is, we don't miss Thursdays and my dopamine levels are independent of the fact that we don't miss Thursdays. Okay. I'm not doing a, a serotonin mental health check before every episode. I hit record and worry about it later. So hope you enjoyed it. Second half with Rowan actually cranks, bit of a wild weekend, etc. cetera. Um, some good stuff there. And, uh, and that's that dude. Thanks for listening. Now, now gone, gone. All right, legends, welcome back to yet another second half A Get Around Me with our darling boy, Rowan Arneal. What is doing?
0: I'm back, baby. How yeah.
1: how are you feeling? We are recording on the Tuesday
0: post-long weekend. Yeah, I'm entering the blue zone again. I'm back in the blue zone. Oh, dude, I'm in like still the orange zone. Well, I did have a beef pie like six in the morning so i might not be in the blue zone yet
1: i was about to say mate you don't need to put on a brave face here okay i honestly was in all sorts this morning yeah yeah like head noise city
0: yeah i got told by my boss that i was working too slow um which made it clear i I thought i was working incredibly fast that was the problem i was like i'm fucking speeding through this
1: yeah dude i honestly was no good this morning and and Tuesday post-long weekend, it's like, I don't know what goes on out there.
0: It's a write-off. It's It's a a write-off. It's a clear write-off.
1: And you'll see some people out there like trying their best. And it's like, this is a 65% day max.
0: Dude, I was at a mate's house yesterday and his roommate came home and she was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go for a run now. And it's like, it's past three o'clock on a long weekend. What are you you talking about?
1: She was going to go for a run past 3 p.m. Monday public holiday. Exactly. Oh, dude. Just out there
0: hunting for endorphins.
1: That's craziness. At what point are you just sort of carrying on? Yeah. Well,
0: oh. I, I struck her down. I was like, running's bad for your health.
1: Is that what you said?
0: <laughs> One and two, sit down, have a beer, chill. Just chill out. You're a mousy woman. You deserve to sit down. You do not need to run.
1: Yeah. Well, you didn't want her to leave because she's mousy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was at, what was at play. I was like, you, stop it. You love a mousy woman. Mate. And you don't want to see your mousy women out there huffing and puffing when they could be enjoying some of your beautiful quips. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I'm like, two comedians here. We're kind of a good time. Um, <laughs> no, people can say a lot of things about my future wife. You can talk about her in a lot of ways. Who knows what she'll be, but you'll never be able to say she's not mousy. She will have mouse-like features. Unbelievably mousy. People will be like... Somehow she pulls off those enormous ears, and I go, "I know, dude, it's out of, out of this world."
1: She'll be like making a fist, like rubbing her ears
0: together, <laughs> while, while you just pat her head and go, "You're everything I've ever wanted." Oh, you little mouse!
1: That's that's cute, brother. That's cute, man. I wish I had your. Call. I was I was all over the map today. I that <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, because like the long weekend did get away from me. Mm. I'll put my hand up on that. But, like, do you, like, after a few days on the bounce of the gas, like, I woke up in the middle of the night just, like, a plutonium rod. <laughs> just overheating, like, could not drink enough water. I like, could not bring my core temp down.
0: I'm starting to think that alcohol might be dehydrating us in some way. I think it's w- very much worth thinking about. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the studies, but I've got an inkling that it's fucking dehydrating us.
1: I don't know, dude. And it's, like... It's one of those things, like I was ratchet this morning, but then you sort of look back and go, I think I had one glass of water over three days. <laughs> and so you can't even really complain. Mm. You know, sometimes you have like four beers on a Wednesday night and you wake up Thursday morning, like a bit, mm. like you got clipped up a little bit or something. Yeah, That's when it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I had three three to four beers and I had like a glass of water before bed.
0: I've only recently in my life come into drinking water. And it is a fucking burden. I will say that.
1: I honestly love it. I'm a big water guy. You know, some guys are like, I hate water. It's such a chore. I love it. I just forget to drink it. Yeah, yeah.
0: But then I get in it. I just think I just hate taking a piss that often.
1: Yeah. See, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. But did I? Oh, yeah. All sorts of bad thoughts this morning. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I spent so much money on the whole weekend. <laughs> I spent so much money. I spent like eight hundred bucks. <laughs> First time I've been. Um, angry at someone in a pub for a while, probably years. What, you you, that, had a, you were angry? That guy um, at Vic on the Park playing with the basketball. Oh, yeah, dude. I had a go at him as well. Yeah, he got both of us angry. He skimmed the top of my head and then was laughing, and it's like, boys, work on your hand-eye coordination. The NRL grand final's going on. and all Well, we- that
1: was the thing. Okay, all right, let's, let's talk about this. Vic on the Park, one of my favorite pubs, if not my favorite. Mm. Okay, and you want to talk about mousy women.
0: All Look, over the shop.
1: Jesus Christ. Is, <laughs> is that a is that a marsupial themed pub? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. So the NRL grand final's on and I think blokes playing basketball at the pub is lame at the best of times. Mm. I've never been on board. People say it's a feature of the pub. Yeah, dude, for four year olds. Yeah, it's good when there's a big crew. And- I don't know, dude. There's like twenty four year old guys sweating at like midnight.
0: Uh, I've got to defend it because I spent about 45 minutes watching little Eddie B have a good run at it while heaps fucked up on ketamine a few like this month. And I was like, this is enjoyable.
1: Yeah. But I'll- then mid grand final, mm. the ball is bouncing. We're standing near the basketball court because it's packed. Mm. And the ball bounces like it's, it's like, I got no problem with you playing basketball on the basketball court, but the ball, you're losing control of the ball like every 5 minutes and it's just murdering tables of drinks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the guy was the guy was like, "Hey, pass me the ball." And it's like you just destroyed about $96 worth of vodka <laughs> sodas. I go, "Mate, is there any danger of you guys like being better at this?" Mm. And he was like, "Oh, okay, mate. Jesus Christ.
0: There's a basketball court at the so why don't you shut the fuck up i'm like mate you're making me so angry right now
1: dude that's what he said he yeah yeah. he and i go mate do you have to play basketball literally during the nrl grand final Mm. it's it's not like there's no activities available at the pub the biggest game of the fucking year by the way absolute thriller
0: also if you're so into sport Take a fucking look at the big screen.
1: Dad set, dude. Ezra Mam is is going over for his third try in about <laughs> 75 seconds, and I'm getting hit in the head with another another three-pointer mm. that didn't hit the mark. And then I said, mate, do you have to play basketball during the game? And he say, he goes, mm. yeah, that's what he said. He goes, well, there's a basketball uh, court at the pub, mate. Isn't there? And I go, yeah, I guess there is. And he goes... Mate, I completely forgot about this. I'm out of my chair right now. I completely forgot about this. He goes, yeah. Well, then how about you shut the fuck up? I can't like... And I literally just looked at him and went, ugh. And by the way, the game's still going. Yeah. I don't want to be having this interaction. I just want to watch
0: the game. His basketball hits me in the head and
1: he's like, what's up, bitch?
0: Like, well, I, I did a quick scan down and I was like, all right, I've, I've pinpointed your unattractive features. That's noted. Um, that's staying inside my head right now because I'm a bigger man. And I'm sure your receding hairline is hard to deal with, mate. 100%. But if the basketball does fucking hit me again due to your lack of good play, then these are coming out. Boom.
1: It's like he couldn't understand why it would be annoying.
0: Mate, he was giggling. That's what annoyed me. He was absolutely giggling.
1: That piece of shit, dude. And it was the sort of thing where it's like- Then a guy
0: put his gum in Marky's beer, Marky's drink. Did he? Yeah. On purpose? He claims not on purpose and apologised, but Marcus is so angry.
1: Well, because then another one of Marky's drinks got kicked over later by the basketball. (laughs) And me and Marky turned around like- fucking red dead redemption i'm gonna like Mm. get an assault charge over this uh it was a different guy who was super apologetic and bought marky a new drink oh that's nice but it's like yeah
0: that guy dude i forgot about that (laughs) then why
1: don't you also five foot six yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. that was that was in my head i was i had a real noted mid
1: nrl game all-time classic Mm. and i got this five foot six guy Saying, why don't you shut the fuck up? And I'm like, what country am
0: I living in?
1: You know, I've come here with, there's no issues.
0: The greatest intentions. There's no issues, yeah. Oh, man. Sports bet was the winner on that day, though. Yeah, we did not. not Anytime try scorers, they would have been licking their lips.
1: Yeah, well, when fucking Brisbane were up, what, 24 to 6 or something? 24 to 8. 22 to 8, yeah. I don't even know, dude. But yeah, I forgot about that guy. But apart from that, yeah, great, great, um, great, yeah, go- you know, final, etc.
0: Yeah, that was great. I'm trying to remember
1: what else happened that night, really. <laughs>
0: and then it just got exceptionally windy and I got tired and left.
1: Yeah, you were doing a lot of that over the weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm a sleepy boy.
1: AFL grand final, mate. We tuned into that as well. Yep. I clocked half of it. I talked a lot of shit last week about Collingwood and Brisbane. And I was there. I was there Mm. with my boys at 57 all. Mm. I was watching it. Mm. And I don't think Imogen's boyfriend appreciated me asking him a different question literally every 30 seconds. (laughs) After like half an hour, he was like, by the way, I don't know like that much about AFL. (laughs) I was like, well, I just thought you were an
0: expert. I was like, so you like AFL. Did you grow up in the hills or the eastern suburbs? Why has this (laughs) happened?
1: Yeah. Trying to get to the bottom of like where his interest came from. And I asked him like something really specific at one point and he's like, mate, I like casually watch this sport. <laughs> Stop asking me stuff. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so Brisbane, when was the last time they lost a premiership to Collingwood? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was enjoying it. It was fun. You were enjoying it. You got taken down.
0: I got taken down by a big chicken schnitzel.
1: Mate, this guy Rowan orders a chicken schnitzel, but we're in the smoking area. So he can't eat it in our area. Which by the way. I understand that if people are eating food in the food area and they don't want people just nailing durries, Mm. totally get it. I think if you're smoking in the smoking area and you don't give a fuck, you should be able to nail your food there.
0: I should absolutely be able to sit down to a steak and a dart at the same time and it not be an issue.
1: But the thing is, the rule is in place because... Of the opposite. Because of people not wanting cigarettes around their food. But if you don't care about it... I welcome it. Yeah, 100%, dude. And then, maybe as well, if you're allowed to eat at the table with the rest of us, maybe you eat in a bit more of a sociable manner (laughs) and we could avoid what happened, which was the guy comes over with the schnitty and goes, you have to eat it inside. And Rowan goes, no worries. It's a big schnitty as well. Mm. Really good stuff there. And uh, anyway, Rowan disappears inside for what I would describe as a gentleman's four minutes. And then he comes back out just mouth breathing going... (gasps) okay, I need to go lie down before my gig later. And it left halfway through the AFL because he annihilated this schnitty at such a pace, he could no longer stay conscious.
0: I ate it like a man eating Subway on the street. I just went for it. Yeah. And also- You were still chewing when you came over to tell us
1: you had to go lie down. I
0: came over, told you I need to go lie down. And then I went back and nailed the rest of my schnitty and then left. Yeah. And had a beautiful nap. Yeah, you did, yeah. And then was like, turn on, Ron, turn on, turn on, as I drank a V and walked towards Hyde Park.
1: Nice. Yeah, dude, I can't even nap. I just wake up like delirious, don't even know what year it is. Yeah,
0: I got to set a timer. But obviously, I am blessed, naturally. Blessed and cursed with being able to sleep anywhere. I
1: was about to say, you almost slept through one of your fringe shows. So, (laughs) I don't know if you'd be bragging about your napping ability, necessarily. But mate, it was a big weekend. Uh, Some highlights. We finally nailed down John Crookshank for a hang at the pad. (laughs) One of Sydney's coolest comedians. Yeah,
0: Billy came home to a wild Crookshank, which was fun for you.
1: Dude, great. I came home to what I thought was going to be like two guys having a quiet beer. There's an absolute hang and a half going featuring Mm. uh, one of Sydney's best. Redfern Electrical Episode 2 is coming out soon.
0: He was building hype.
1: He was building hype. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. you did a street deal for some alcohol, like it was the Prohibition Era or mate, something? A bit of Tia
0: Maria, mate.
1: A bit of tea, Yeah, I came home, you're offering me Tia Maria.
0: The grousest drink you'll ever drink, mate. So, what happened there? I don't even... I can't even wrap my head around this. I was... You're we, buying alcohol on the street. Mate, it was a hell of a deal. And a hell of a pitch. I love so, a good pitch. How did the deal present itself? Me and Marcus were standing there, waiting for Tompo to buy a bottle of vodka. Um... And this guy came over and was like, have you boys ever tried Tia Maria? And we were like, no. And he just pulled out a bottle of Tia Maria with the like security cap still on it. Did he pull it out from his pants where he had just- From his bag. Yeah, he just racked it for sure. Okay. Um, And I like to support the economy of crime. Also, support local business. Support local business. And he was with a woman. So, now he gets to- be a big man in front of oh, his lady okay. as well. So, so now witch-
1: she can see he's he's wheeling and dealing. He's a moneymaker. This is this is a man who's a provider.
0: Yeah. Okay. Seventy dollar bottle of tea, Marie I reckons. I looked it up. It's forty five. What, what did you buy for? He offered twenty five. I said twenty. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> length to go to to make twenty dollars. Well, you just walk inside porters and rack a bottle. I guess it's not the craziest length.
1: Do the security clips not work?
0: I guess not. Um, I think
1: it. I think at our local bottleo and Seven Eleven, I think the security stuff goes off, and then the perpetrator <laughs> turns around to the Porters Liquor employee and goes, "Does this mean as much to you as it does to me? Because I'm willing to go to the fucking mat for this Tia Maria."
0: He's like, "Honestly, boys, it's one of the grousest drinks you'll ever drink." And we're like, "All right, sold, sold. Bit of coffee liqueur." What is it? Um, it's some like Italian. Cold brew alcoholic drink. So, it's like uh, Bailey's? It's not creamy. You need to mix it with milk if you want it to be like Bailey's. Oh, okay. Um, It's just black. Um, And we were like, yeah, we'll buy it for sure. But um, get if you know how to get the security tab off, and he's going for it. And then we were like- Does he just start bashing it on the ground? <laughs> he's just, he's just <laughs> trying to pull it off. I'm like, mate, do you know how to get this thing off? He goes, guys, I'll be honest with you. I have no fucking clue how to get this thing off. And we're like- all right, we'll do it. Fair enough.
1: Do but, you know how to get it off?
0: Yeah, I got it off with a screwdriver. It was quite easy. Yeah, right. A single tool, mate. Light work.
1: Again, just a wild <laughs> length to go to.
0: Mate, there's no length to go to. We were next to a liquor store. He'd robbed the liquor store. I've got cash. Bang. Perfect. And that's boots on the ground. That's money-making. That's Sydney And City. also- I, I didn't cop and it was $20 instead of 25 So, we're all big men in this situation.
1: You get to all walk away. Being like... Oh. The, the thing <laughs> is, you and him both think you have each other's number. Yeah. He's walking away going, can you believe that guy? And you're walking away going, can you believe that guy?
0: Done. Beautiful. Done. The team Marie is gone now, but um, it, it would explain how slow I was being today at work. Whole bottle of coffee liqueur over the weekend, yeah. And give me a
1: vibe on, on his chick after she's seen her man just wheel and deal like that on the street.
0: Oh, grateful. Grateful yep. that she's with a provider that was probably 25 years older than her. Oh, wow. Mm.
1: Okay. And how, <laughs> how ratchet were the the vibe of those two?
0: Um. Kind, beautiful people. I don't know. Okay. I won't talk shit on him. We did We did a good deal.
1: No, I appreciate it, man. I'm just st- sort of trying to get a
0: vibe on how homeless this fellow was. Oh, not homeless, but um, yeah, I'd say that he might have a drug problem. Okay. Um, but he, does, he doesn't man- have a fucking marketing problem, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a charismatic old man. He's, he's killing it. I just love anyone that's going to go... I'll- I'll be honest with you boys. I've got no fucking clue how to get this thing off, and we're like, "All right, well, we've given you the money, so <laughs> the sale was done. Play on."
1: Yeah, dude, I love it. I had a run in with a with a one of the local lads, local soldier. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was hoping. I think I said this. I hope I'm sort of hoping the kooks would start treating me a bit better because they see me around. You know, they realize that I too am also from the area. Yeah, I don't know if I reek of Northern Beaches transplant, but I'm. I'm pretty sure I look hard as fuck out there, but I don't know. I went into a Porto on the weekend and like as soon as I walk in, guy to the left of the counter, eating a Porto. Mm. Right? So a port like he's just eating the a Porto. So I'm not like getting any fucking weird signals or whatever. Just starts going nuts <laughs> at me, dude. Like so aggressively nuts. Like I was so scared. Um he's like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. He goes, I know how you fucking think. Like at me as well. Mm. Like before I walked in.
0: He's chilling, eating a double Bondi. Mm.
1: And like, there was no vibe. And it was, as soon as I
0: walked in, he- You you wrecked a vibe so much.
1: I don't know how I was walking. I don't know if it was the bucket hat or what. But yeah, and he's like, fuck you, like screaming at me. And I'm just like, obviously not responding.
0: Has he seen your clips, you think? I'm not sure,
1: dude. I did release the Russell Brand (laughs) clip a couple of days earlier, which unfortunately was one of the most poorly timed stand-up comedy (laughs) releases of the year. Dude. I've been sitting on this Russell Brand bit for, like, a year that I forgot to post. Like, three times during the one-minute bit, I just go, like, I love Russell Brand.
0: I love him. I I absolutely love Russell Brand. I can't
1: get enough of him. I love his acting. I love his
0: stand-up. I love his off-stage antics. He's a player.
1: I love everything about him. (laughs) So, I don't know. I didn't even get any fuck. I was kind of hoping, like, maybe people would be commenting, like... You're a monster or something like, so maybe I could get some traction. Yeah. But I mean, even like accidentally endorsing a rapist still did not move the needle. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. Um, oh yeah. So I'm in a porto and this guy's just going nuts, but like, obviously I'm not reacting because mm. I'm and not an idiot. Um, so this guy's like, fuck you, can't. You're a smart ass wheel. I know how you fucking think. I know how you think. <laughs> And there was a split second where I thought, maybe this guy does know
0: me. You are a smart ass. Yeah.
1: And everyone knows how I think.
0: (laughs) He thinks about Billy Darcy. 100% of the time. (laughs) And the Billy Darcy universe.
1: Numero uno, baby. And uh, anyway, so I'm just like ordering my thing. And the Indian guy behind the counter, like, he's giving me a look like, and I'm like, I'm like, just one double bond burger. (laughs) And I just want the ordering process to be over. Because this guy's just screaming like a meter away. Yeah, yeah. And But the guy can't hear me because of the screaming. So, he's like, what was that? And I'm like, just a double eye burger with chili. Just fuck it, come on, come on. Like, and then I had to wait outside for my food because this guy's still screaming at me. And uh, and then I don't know what's going on at this point. Like It's just really well, uncomfortable. Also, also I'm so high.
0: Also, how much of the good vibes and smoking weed at Clavelli Beach in the morning by this point is washed off you?
1: Well, that's the thing, mate. So, we go to Clavelli Beach and, you know, beautiful day at the beach.
0: Welcomed by the people of They're like, Oh, my God. Who are these pale boys smoking back-to-back blunts and then <laughs> jumping in the water?
1: So good, dude. And the water was ice cold. I was loving it. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Shout out to the 339, the
0: bus of the summer. Oh, my God. To discover a new vein through your city and just the cheapest way ever. Just... It- it's like in a stop to stop. Bang bang.
1: Mate, 339, literally directly from our place to Clavelli Beach. Unbelievable. The morning was fantastic. We get back about one o'clock or whatever. I go, fuck, I'm a bit peckish. Mm. I'm gonna go get some Aporto. Do
0: mm. do, you know? <laughs> one of the most comforting foods in the world. I'm level meet a loca, dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I even thought about getting a lift, um, which I will often get with my Aporto. Mm. Um, unfortunately I panicked so much I got a <laughs> bottle of water yeah, I,
0: I gotta straighten up and get to work yeah write some legislation about how the mental health services in this country need our help dude and then um, as I'm
1: walking out oh no So I'm waiting outside and then the, the guy's coming out and I'm up against the wall and he's like walking right past me and then walks up to me and he's just screaming and me going you fucking cunt I know how you think mate I know how you think and it was so like the guy's honestly like probably the same height as me He didn't look that crazy. Like, his clothes were pretty... You know, he's got shoes and everything. He looked pretty above board to me. And I was honestly thinking,
0: like... What am I going to (laughs) do? I'm just imagining you as a mental health doctor and someone coming in with shoes on you, like... (laughs) Look at this fucking guy. He seems like he's got it all worked out. Next, <laughs> yeah. what are those New Balance? <laughs> Next, <laughs> I don't care what you think, mate. Those shoes are flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man's dripping like crazy.
1: What? So you've you've got Levi jeans and depression?
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> okay, <want laughs> ten free sessions, mate. You'll be paying for those. Yes. <laughs>
1: Put it on HCF because I know you've got it, brother. <laughs> but dude, uh, yeah. So and then so he's like screaming up against the wall but um like he just kept walking thank mm. god i don't know what i would have done i was thinking maybe like because also it's like i'm willing to die for a lot but a double bondi burger probably isn't at the top of the list
0: mate triple burger only
1: yeah if like, it was a triple i would have thrown down for i'd it. die for a triple yeah <laughs> and i was i was thinking yeah i was i was honestly thinking like uh i'm, I'm probably just like if he like pushes me or something i'll just maybe try and push him off me and bail or something. I don't even know, dude. (laughs) Drop to the ground. It's like 38 degrees. I'm like still pretty high. I'm like, I was really just wanted to get the burger. I didn't want any of whatever Mm. this was happening.
0: Yeah. You needed to be hydrated with prego cells. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, anyway, he he's one of those things where he's screaming at me, but he's sort of screaming through me. Mm. I, I don't know who he's, who he's looking at, but I would argue it's not Sydney comedian Billy Darcy.
0: <laughs> I would second that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, he just fucks off. Good on him in the end. But um, what about this dude? The next day, right? I'm walking to fucking Central for whatever. He's there outside of Porto again.
0: Oh, he's got a haunt.
1: Yeah, so he loves a porto. So, I mean, we've got we've probably got more in common than he's willing to admit.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: And, yeah. maybe, and, and also, this does kind of back up the thing. Maybe he does know how I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he thinks the same way. All right, right now, both both love a porto. Secondly, both have fly shoes. Yeah. Fly as fuck. Both have severely unaddressed mental health issues. Okay. Now, we're cooking. White Wait, guy.
1: We're, we're one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: White guy, done. Curly we're- hair.
1: Uh, kind of balding. Kinda he was like balding.
0: 45. Well, you might have that in common as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a couple years. We're,
1: mate, if my hairline goes back any further, we, we're setting up a play date. <laughs> yeah. But dude, what about this though? So this, I thought this was kind of funny. So I see him out the front of a porto and dude, he doesn't see me because he's just on his phone texting. He's like chilling,
0: which was even more terrifying. The fact that he is this range, where he he was like on TikTok. You just get a notification. It's like an Instagram message request, and it's like, I know how you fucking think. (laughs) He's like, he's like shared my
1: Russell Brand clip, being like, Yeah, of course you would post this. I know how you fucking think. But it scared me more that he can go from like just chilling out on his phone Mm. to like abusing and threatening me. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that man's more dangerous than the man who's got no shoes screaming at a wall. Yeah, I understand the guy screaming at a wall. Yeah, this
0: definitely. guy, I don't know what I don't know how to pick him. Yeah, well, and
1: also he's obviously lives around the corner. I'm going to see this guy again.
0: Oh man, every <laughs> enjoy putting a pretty high price on a Porto. Well, now it's like <laughs> <laughs> this. M- Health wise, this might be fantastic for you, mate. Well, th-
1: like a Porto is a treat, but. Well, and then later on in the day, I had to go get a case and I'm just walking back with this case going like, I'm a sitting duck. <laughs> yeah, you are a sitting duck. <laughs> so, it was yeah, pretty, I don't know.
0: Mate, maybe the days of doing a pizza or porto bang, bang are <laughs> over.
1: I mean, thank God. Yeah, I, this guy could save save me from heart disease, really. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know, dude. Like, if if I see him again and he goes off at me again, that's going to make me think... Is this personal? What's going yeah, on here? Yeah. If, if I see him again and he does nothing, that'll actually make me feel better because at this point, I'd like to believe that it was, he just had an episode. Oh, yeah. He I think he's just a pretty normal guy with a drug problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had an episode. Yeah. And you resembled.
1: But mate, if, I, if I go to a <laughs> porto and he's hanging out with like his mates being lovely and this guy actually <laughs>
0: wants to kill me. <laughs>
1: Then we got a problem.
0: <laughs> he's helping an old lady across the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I go to I go to vote in the referendum. He's out the front going, "Vote yes, equality. The time is now." I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> 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 he
0: probably is voting yes.
1: To be fair, oh my, I bet he's a fucking legend
0: behind closed doors. I, I've seen this a few times over our friendship. Mate, Billy Darcy can represent something to a lot of people. It's very rarely good. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no I never remind anyone of like a, a guy who was just a bit of a laugh.
0: Yeah, so it's like, who is this cocky, arrogant cunt? I'll fucking kill him. And I've seen that come out of people that have two university degrees. <laughs> Fuck it, hell, dude.
1: i got to start putting Nam on my poster or something. <laughs> just rebrand a little bit. But yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of. Bit of a weekend wrap, I suppose. Nice. The lads were up. We were down. We were down. We were
0: in between. Mate. Yeah, a few Ubers, a few beers.
1: It was good stuff. A few lime bikes. My addiction reared its head a couple of times.
0: (laughs) I thank thank God that I'm still locked out of the Uber app. Mate, I got to get that sorted before Melbourne next year, though, because I can see a lot of liming in my future.
1: Oh, you've got to be liming in Melbourne. And I've
0: got to be liming in the summer as well. I've got to make some calls.
1: Brisbane, massive lime town.
0: Mate, I'll tell you what. Who wouldn't appreciate... My weekend and your weekend, Toshel.
1: Mate. Oh, Toshel, the finance app. <laughs> the finance app. Mate, The Toshel <laughs> bloke is about to throw his fucking Mate, crayons out.
0: If I have a spare three hours to crunch some numbers into Toshel, I am fucked.
1: Dude, I don't even know. I checked my bank account Monday. and was just like, oof.
0: Mate, yeah, I got saved by a gig. Yeah. I got, I got truly saved by $200. I thought I was like, oh, good. That would have been embarrassing if my card got rejected. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I actually did gigs over the weekend, but I got a... Send out some invoices and I'll probably get that money in early 2024. So, that'll be... Seven months, mate. Perfect. As long as it's coming in. (laughs) And so, this, I just thought to lead us out of this week's episode, Mm -hmm. um, we might turn to the arts, mate.
0: Mate, something to make me feel better on this Tuesday because I've been feeling very emotional.
1: Yeah, we've got the scaries. Um, We've got head noise. Uh, Unfortunately... My 4G plan was out this morning. I wasn't able to access the Alpha Blokes podcast as quickly as I would have <laughs> <laughs> to delete head noise one laugh at a time, but...
0: I had to think about my time watching the NRL Grand Final reminiscing on my sporting days. One of the most embarrassing things, a man every month should check in if he's been romanticizing how he used to play sport. And I was, I was getting up to a bit of that.
1: Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, see, I don't even do that, brother. That's embarrassing. <sighs>
0: It's a tough one, mate.
1: Yeah, I romanticized what a leader
0: I was. <laughs> I, I was captain once, and I was one of the worst captains. Too. I like don't talk on the footy field. I was like, okay, guys, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was a terrible captain. See,
1: I I was captain of my soccer team, I think, because I was the only one who like could give a speech at halftime without mm. like looking at the ground and being like, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so just to bring it, head a uh, head us out of this episode, mate. After a long weekend of head noise, um, I thought, you know, speaking of sport, Mm. speaking of art, Harry Garside, Australian boxer, has released some poetry on his Instagram. (laughs) And I love this, mate, because you wouldn't expect it from a boxer traditionally. Harry Garside, honestly, I've been thinking for months, where the fuck's the poetry? Obviously. Because this guy is a dynamic man and there's nothing he can't really do. That's so true. Do I love he put up a video of him patting a dog. Like and Man. then and then just like, this guy dude, I've never seen anyone give less of a fuck than Harry Garside. Like he, <laughs> but he w- gives so many fucks. He gives so many fucks, but also what within the guise of not giving them. Mm. Man, he's he rocks up to interviews just ready to mind fuck journalists into next week. <laughs> He'll just rock up to an interview with like a Channel Nine reporter in a dress and
0: just sit down and be like. I'm not going to address it.
1: Are you going to address it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I saw the video he put up with his little dog. Oh, my God. It had hinge written all over it.
1: Oh, my God, dude. This guy, man, I don't know how he does it. He literally, him with his, like, beautiful white Labrador, he's just patting this thing, like, nuzzling it. And then it's like the camera crept up on him. He's like, hey, guys. And then just no context. He goes, I've been writing poetry for the last three years. (laughs) And just starts... And he just goes, fuck, here it is, and put like 12 poems up.
0: Right. I, lo- I love spotting a bloke on Instagram being like, I see you. I see you, you horny little man. What do you,
1: <laughs> what do you think the DMs look like after the poetry goes up? Because the poetry, mate, it's art, it's subjective, okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, it's, it's going to elicit a, a lot of different emotional responses from a lot of different people do you think there's some ladies out there who've read the poetry and gone, fuck yeah, I'll have a bit of this? Mm-hmm. And a message is flown off?
0: I was once... Because um... also, keep in mind,
1: I've never ever had the balls to be emotionally genuine on social media. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll never get there. I mean, you've um... never even posted on social media. <laughs> Mate. We're so far away from posting our poetry, which, by the way, we definitely both write. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well,
0: I, th- I, th- I think you'll find, Billy, that... Um... I did ketamine on the weekend and put up about 10 stories, so um, that'll be me for another three months. I forgot about that. (laughs) I I just put up Rops, Campbelltown wrapper, it's sink or swim, and I just put up noted with, like, three emojis. You put up
1: more Instagram stories Friday (laughs) night than your whole year put together, and you put up one of me that is, like, I look disgraceful. (laughs) I look not only messy, but, like, messy drunk, but also ugly. Mm Mm-hmm. Best of both worlds. And then I look...
0: You also kind of look like you're hogging the entertainment a little bit as well. Well,
1: anyway. And then I go, oh, it was close friends. So, I go, oh, that's not too bad. Thanks, Rowan. Next photo, literally exactly the same photo, not on close friends. <laughs> oh, I
0: fucked up. I couldn't see my phone screen very well and accidentally did close friends for the first time. I'm like, that won't do at all.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why you can't just have a hang in the privacy of your own home without burning one of the lads.
0: Well, also, I do that all the time. I mean, I never burn the lads. To be
1: fair, just to see you posting is a dream. Obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: Mate, give me some of these palms.
1: Let's go. okay. (laughs) The studio's going down. Yeah, I'm too excited. I'm too excited. All right, yeah. And also, you know, on this podcast, we do like to celebrate Australian talent, killing it here and abroad. So, there he is, does lead his beautiful dog.
0: Mm -hmm. I I skimmed over that, yeah.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. What are some of the comments? I might just get a vibe on the comments before... Mate, the comments are... Wow. Mate, the comments are literally... Across the board,
0: like, absolutely frothing. Frothing, good poems, good bravery.
1: Just people saying they love it. Fuck, jealous. Very cool. I've never had anyone say that about anything I've put on social media. So, that's, mate. The, all right, so what about this? This and this is just something to think about. Maybe we should read a Harry Garside poem for the end of each episode because he put, like, 25 <laughs> up for the rest of the year. This is one to think about, mate. And I, this one, I thought of you when I when I read it. Okay. People think they want to be famous. Recently, I wished I was nameless. All of you fail to see just how lonely it can be. Fame will always take your ability to partake. Forget your right to normality. You'll only suffer from insanity. (sighs) Fuck. We might just sit in that for a few moments, gang.
0: Mate, if I was a woman, Christ almighty.
1: If I was a woman, I've just... Literally blacked out. And when I woke up, I've sent Harry Garside seven filthy JPEGs. Just absolute fucking filth down the pipeline, dude. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. And, mate, those are the spoils for the man who has the balls to actually be genuine on social media. Right. I'm jealous. I'd love to throw people a curveball like this, but honestly, I'm just not that dynamic. <laughs> Outside of, like, a podcast and stand-up, I can't think of anything I'd ever do that would be of interest to anyone.
0: Um... I, you did tell me while playing t- touch football that you create plays. You're a playmaker. I cre-
1: Yeah, I, cre- I create holes. And
0: opportunities. And yeah. opportunities. I've never forgotten that. Um, One of the most frustrating conversations of my life with someone that's never played footy and was like, I'd be a halfback. I create opportunities. I'm like, mate.
1: <laughs> also, I do have a relentless kicking game. Oh, fuck. Just, just Just corners, mate. Corners. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, mate. I kick to the corners and we fucking keep you cunts down there, okay? <laughs> we play a pressure game but
0: much like if I was a UFC fighter I'd be incredibly light and agile on my feet but at the same time a heavy hitter 100% dude mate Harry Garside mate what a guy add Um, add him to the list of Australian celebrities that want to be everything and anything
1: dude 100% and why wouldn't you want to be that
0: every Australian comedian well some of them suddenly just like I just ran a fucking marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could be in the army and it's like could be funny. Could just let's just focus, boys.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm also well read. There's a bunch of other things I'm good at.
1: Something to think about with that with that poem to though. Think about. Seriously,
0: guys? I wrote some poems when I was 11. Disco- <laughs> Discovered them under my um pillow. It was, I I was getting a bit of an ego about myself. I'd moved into my own room for the first time. I was like 12. Wrote a bit of poems about a girl. Oh, really? Um, Then I saw them one day under my pillow and I read them and I was like, if anyone ever finds this, holy shit. And I just went and destroyed them. It was like, oh my God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Oh, dude, I've, I've got some rap battles that would seriously damage my reputation. <laughs> Something that rhymes with hag paths. <laughs> Billy Darcy in the 360 era just going hard. <laughs> Everyone's sexuality is up for debate yeah. when I take the mic. <laughs> All <laughs> right, we've got to get out of here, dude. <laughs>